Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapraset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I would like to ask a few questions. This morning I woke up and the Lord spoke to me clearly to say this thing before the sermon. How many of you want to be blessed? Raise your hand up. How many of you want to be promoted? How many of you say to the Lord, choose these three words, good, better, and best? Which one? Best. You don't choose good? How about better? Best. How many people want to see success in your life? How many people want to see bright future in front of you? Before I preach the message, I'd like to share something from the Holy Spirit. Many years ago, I was a neurosurgery resident in Thailand. My boss, my professor, started the surgery at 8 a.m. to fix the nerve in the back of the head here. The nerve was pinched by artery or vessel, which is a simple operation, actually. It should be done in three hours. But he made a big mistake. He did not cauterize or burn a vein between the brain and the skull. He forgot that step. Because he forgot that step, the vein was torn and the bleeding came out. And I never forgot. I look at it. Keep bleeding. The surgery finished by 8 a.m. next day. I was standing there all day to help my professor. No food, no lunch, no dinner. And we finished by 8 a.m. And as I recall, the patient died. He did not make it because of one little mistake. But it's a big deal. When I was in the medical school, I need to learn all the detail, the steps of how to make diagnosis how to plan for the treatment, how I should perform surgery, step by step. And I could not break the step because my patient may be paralyzed or died due to my lack of knowledge, lack of understanding, and being not in detail, being sloppy. I have to go step by step. I have to know everything in detail. How many of you buy a car, and then drive the car without understanding how to drive a car. Why the government asks you to read a book to get the driver license? Because they know that if you don't read that book and you don't follow the rule of driving on the street, you will get into a car accident and you will kill yourself or kill somebody else. How many people went through the school that learned about computer? Do you know about computer? Will you follow the step? of how to manage your computer. You do. How many people want to be fired from your work? Raise your hand up. How many people want the boss to say, so good, I give you bonus and promotion? If you don't know how to work in your office, how to make your boss happy, how to do the right thing, each step as a teacher, as a media guy or pharmacist or doctor or nurses or teacher, whatever, you may lose your job because you don't follow the step in your office. You need to be so detailed and follow every single step in that office. But why in the world people say, I don't care what the Bible says. And this is a textbook that God gave us and follow the step here. If we follow the Bible, there are many kinds of preachers. Some preachers just say, God bless you, God give grace to you, God bless, 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 bless. You can do whatever you want. Bless, 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 bless. But you make mistake and something bad happened, you blame God. I'm a kind of preacher who do both. I'm going to say you what you need to do to be successful, to be blessed, to be promoted, to receive more and more blessing from God. At the same time, I believe God is good and He's going to bless me. We need to do both. So please be careful when you listen to some teaching that just say God will do his part only. We don't need to do our part. We need to do our part. I need to do my part as a surgeon. 
You need to do your part as an employee of the company. You need to do your part in driving on the street. If you don't do, you're going to get into accident. You need to do your part. That's why I'm a kind of Christian who takes serious about knowing my part here. And that's why the Bible say, my people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. Why Pastor Lau works so hard to produce hundreds of sermons in the website, YouTube. But maybe my members don't care, they don't listen. But the reason I make so many teaching in the internet, because I want you to do your part. You need to know how to walk with God. You need to know how to live. What is sin? Sin is about, number one, doing wrong things, like committing adultery, watching pornography, or gambling, stealing, cheating, gossiping. That is also sin. You do bad things, and you're going to reap destruction, even though God is gracious to you, but God holds His principle. When you do bad things, you're going to reap some destruction. But there is another kind of sin, <laughs> and people don't talk about The sin of denying doing what God say. In other words, sin of denying doing the right thing. We need to know what we should not do in the Bible. Bad things, lying, cheating, gossiping, hating, being prideful, or corruption, being unfaithful to our spouse. We should know bad things that we should not touch. But at the same time, the Bible gives us what is the right thing to do. Just like, what is the right thing for a neurosurgeon like me to do in my practice? If I don't do it, my patient will die. We need to do what is the right thing to do. And if you refuse to do the right thing, you sin against God. Oh, you like me now. Today, I changed the topic a little bit. Because you cannot predict what I'm going to teach on Sunday. You will not be able to tell with this Sunday what kind of message Pastor Lau is going to bring. Today I would like to talk about godly parents. I and Pastor Da have a big burden for younger generation. For little kids, for the toddler, for the teenager and young people. Especially lately after the COVID-19 hit the world. I have more burden for young people because I see people die, rep a light everywhere. In the hospital, in the world, millions of people die due to COVID-19. Thank God now COVID is just another kind of flu. There's no serious problem anymore in society with COVID. So we don't have to be afraid of it anymore. And after I think about it, I may be one of them who died from COVID, but I know I will not because I have not finished my race yet. But after I saw that, I realized that, wow, we need to make sure the next generation will be better than us. Because we may die and everyone will die one day. That's why we need to really focus on the kids, on the teenagers and young people in the church. And we need to do the right thing to help them. The Bible gives us principle. Please listen to this series called Raising Kids Godly Way. Raising Kids God's Way. Godly Way. I don't know what number is this. Maybe number five, number six in the teaching series. Let me start by reading Psalm 128 verses 1 to 6. Blessed. How many people want to be blessed? Is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in His ways. Again, fears the Lord. What is the meaning of fearing the Lord? The fear of the Lord, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 8, verse 13, is to hate evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way, and the perverse mouth I hate. So when we fear the Lord, we watch our mouth, we are not prideful, and we hate sin. We don't want to sin. What is sin? Doing the wrong thing. And refuse to do the right thing that God tells you to do. That is sin. If you have the fear of the Lord, you will not sin against God. Who walks in His way, which means follow His way. If you follow His way, you shall make your way prosper. Please obey the Bible. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy. And it shall be well with you. 
This is a promise of God. When we fear God, we walk in His way. God gonna bless the work of our hand, bless our business. We're gonna have good food to eat every day. We enjoy the food we eat. We shall be happy, and it shall be well. We will not be sick and die too young. We will be strong. We shall be blessed and strong because we have walk in the fear of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, this is a serious thing. Please have the fear of God in your heart. Please walk in His ways. Don't give excuses. Don't say God is gracious to me. I can do whatever I want. No, obey God. Okay, and you will be blessed. And not only you will be blessed. I'm talking to men now, because the Bible talk about next one, your wife, men, husband, future husband. Some of you are still single. Future husband, future dad, your wife. Shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. If you men are godly, you fear God. Your wife shall be happy and blessed. How many people love your wife? Raise your hand up. If you don't raise hand, what does it mean? You love your wife. If you love your wife, you need to be a man who fear the Lord. Not only your life impact your wife. Next sentence: Your children like olive plants all around your table. Your children will do well. They'll sit around the table with you for dinner. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed. When you are a man who fear God, God will bless you who fears the Lord. The fear of the Lord is so important. I don't know about you. To me, when God speak to me something. Yes, Lord, I do it. I obey you. I'm not going to play game. I have the fear of God. I don't want you to punish me. I don't want to get into trouble. Actually, when I was a new believer, I got into trouble so many times because I disobey God, and God spank me. After a few spanks, I stop and say no more. I don't like spank. The Lord bless you out of Zion. The word Zion mean out of the. Place of the presence of God, out of heaven and out of the church that full of the presence of God, and you may see the good of Jerusalem. Jerusalem here mean your community, your home, your church, your office, your workplace, your city, your life, your community. You're gonna see the good. Good thing will happen to your home. Good thing will happen to your office, to your business, to your church. All the days of your life. How many people want to be blessed? All the days of your life, not just a few days. All the days of your life. What you need to do? Be a man after God's own heart. Be a man who fear God and walk in His ways. Yes, not only that. You may see your children's children, which means you're gonna live a long life. Actually, Pastor Dan, I expect to see the children of Josiah and Nora. We're gonna see our great grandchildren. I plan to live a long life because I'm a man who fear the Lord and walk in His way. God tried to say that if you are that kind of man, your wife will be blessed, your children will be blessed, and you shall live a long life to see children, grandchildren, and great grandchildren. God will give you long, healthy life. I like when the Bible say God added 140 more years to Job and gave him double what he lost because Job repented and Job turned to God and say, "I pray for my friend now." He responded to God. My dear brother and sister, sometimes we care about money, position, promotion. And keep making money, 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 and we forget about the well-being of our wife and our kids, and we just think about money, success, promotion, business, but we forget that the priority of our life is our wife and our children and grandchildren. We should focus on them. We should spend time with them. Our children will not remember the money that you bring into your account. 
They will remember the time you spend with them, when you laugh with them, you play with them, you go to vacation with them, you swim with them, you have fun with them. They will not remember the money you put in the bank account because you work so hard and you forget about your children and your spouse. Men in this room, please make sure you put a priority right that you're going to build a godly family, that your wife and your children shall be blessed. You will raise your children that they will grow up to be a godly man and a godly woman. And the blessing of Abraham will go down into them. You spend time with them, you show example to them. Why say all of these things? Do you know the first institution that God established on earth? What is the first institution on this planet earth? God brought Eve to Adam. And then God said, hey, you become husband and wife, you're going to multiply, which means you're going to have kids. And not only that, you're going to expand the Garden of Eden, which means the land of blessing. Not only you have children, but you have to expand the territory or the area of your life to have more blessing out in the world. Multiply and fill the earth. That is the first institution, family institution. And God said to them, yeah, you will multiply and fill the earth. You shall build your family and your family will multiply and fill the earth with godly children who will grow up to be godly men and godly women. Therefore, marriage is not just about living with a guy, living with a woman and we're going to have fun. No, you are building a family institution. It's the first institution that God put in the planet Earth. And in the eyes of God, this institution is very serious, very vital, very important that you need to pay attention to this institution. Seriously. That you're going to build your family, you're going to multiply, fill the Earth, Godly offsprings. You will raise your kids that will love God and fear God. You should not ignore them. You should raise them in the right way. This is what I learned in life, whether in the physical life or spiritual life or in my profession as a surgeon. My choices directly affect my future and my family. If I make the right choice, my future will be good. If I make the right choices, my wife and my children shall be blessed. Therefore, we need to make the right choices every day. How can we know what kind of choice we make? We need to know the word so that we make the right choices for our future. How many people want to have bright future? How many people want your family to be blessed? Make right choices. How we make right choices? The Bible says, Everyone who fear the Lord shall be blessed. What does it mean? A man, a woman who fear the Lord. He or she is the one who say, God, I will hate sin. I will love your righteousness. God, I will honor you. I will do everything that you shall be glorified in my life. And I know you have a promise for me. When I honor you, I obey what you tell me. I give you an example. I can guarantee it's very hard to find a senior pastor who joined a care group, small group, because most senior pastors will just preach on Sunday and disappear. They will not join your small group. But why I'm still going to the small group, the care group, every week? Because even though I'm a senior pastor, but I am also a chief of God. And I need fellowship. I need to obey God in the area of fellowship. I need to be in a small group to fellowship with brothers and sisters. I want to honor God. I want to obey God in everything. Whatever he said to me from the Bible, I will obey because I have the fear of God in my heart. And I know that that lifestyle that I fear God, I honor God, will affect positively on my children and grandchildren. I do it not just for myself, but for my loved ones. I don't want to be cursed by sinning against God because when I sin against God, the curse will go down to the third and fourth generations. 
But when I obey God, I fear God, I honor God, I get the blessing. And thank God, the blessing will go down to the thousand generations. I have seen with my own eyes because my ancestors were not Christians. And I see so many curses in my family line. But I broke that curse. I decided to be a man who fear God and love God. And I can stop that curse that come from generation before me. And I want to, from my generation on, I want to throw, flow the blessing into my kids and my grandchildren. Amen. We need to live a life to honor the Lord. And God is going to bless us in every way. That is the promise of God. God will not just bless you, but God will bless your spouse and bless your children. You're going to live a long life full of grace, full of blessing and success. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 7. The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children. Wow. Do you see the connection? The righteous man walks in his integrity. This man is faithful. He is just mean just, no mean no, no playing around, no excuses. He's blameless. And what happened? His children are blessed after him. Let me read from NIV. That was from another translation. NIV say, the righteous man leads a blameless life. Blessed are his children after him. How many people want your children to be blessed? What you need to do? Live a life of integrity. When God say right, you say yes, right. When God say left, you say yes, left. I'm not going to argue with God. I'm not going to give all the excuses. I'm going to be a person who is blameless, faithful, doing the right thing. I'm not going to play around. And act religiously, but inside me, I play game with God. A man of integrity. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hmm, I hear only women say amen. (laughs) Can man say amen out loud? Everyone say, I am a man man. of of integrity. A blameless man. Hallelujah. Thank God. You need to make sure you check your heart. You check your mouth. You check your lifestyle. Your action. Everything you think, you say, you do, how you live. Make sure before the eyes of God, you are blameless people. You are sincere, faithful, Righteous, no hidden agenda, no game around. Just be a righteous man. And when you're righteous, your children shall be blessed. Amen? This is why I always tell young people, single young people in the church, Make sure you pray to God and ask God to send you a godly man or a godly woman to you. Don't look at the outward appearance. Don't look at only the car he drives. You marry a person who fear God, love God, faithful to God, because who you marry to will impact your children in the future. Make sure, okay? I love you. That's why I say all these things. Make sure you pray God send you a godly woman, a godly man. To marry you. Because when you both are godly. Have the fear of God. Your children shall be blessed. And your home shall be blessed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 113 verse 9. He grants the barren woman a home. Like a joyful mother of children. Now we talk about parenting here. God said that God can give a barren woman a home. And also children. And she can become a joyful mother. In fact, your children are the gifts from God. When you look at your children, don't look at them as your burdens. 
they are the gift from God. They are the blessing from God, and God can use you to be natural and spiritual parents, mom and dad. You can have spiritual kids around you to take care of them, and you also can have natural children around you. That is a blessing. Raising kids is not a burden. Raising kids is a joy. It's fun to raise kids, to train them. And one day, when your kids grow up to become strong, blessed, mature Christian, and they start to teach you, "Hey, Dad, you don't do that." <laughs> you say, "Wow, good! Now my kids are so mature. She can warn me. He can warn me." Amen. It's a blessing to see the next generation better than you. Amen. Train them up that way. Hallelujah. It's a blessing. And they will love you and take care of you when you get older because they are mature and godly people. But while they are growing up, you are looking at your children as a blessing from God, as a gift from God. What you need to do, you need to honor that gift from God by nurturing, nourishing, encouraging them, so that they can see the goodness of God in you. I like Isaiah chapter six. I don't read it, but the Bible say that. Many people were blinded. Many people shut their ear. They did not want to listen to what God says. But the Bible says the antidote: when they see something in you, the ears will be open to hear, and the heart will open to receive, and they are healed. So, parents, this is the key: your lifestyle to encourage your children, to nourish, to also. Nurture your children is that they will see how you live. They see you as a life example. They will hear what you talk in the car while you're driving. Many times when my kids were young, I was driving in the car, and Tanida and Joy were sitting in the back. And God warned us: Be careful what you say. They are listening to what you say. So you need to make sure you are godly people. Your lifestyle—they watch you. Wow, my dad has a fear of God in his heart. He doesn't play around. My dad is a faithful member of a church. My dad reads the Bible. He prays. He is generous to people. He smiles. He so kind to people. He is faithful in his work. He didn't cheat the time at workplace. He is a godly man. You encourage them by your lifestyle. They watch you. Believe me, they see how you live. They listen to what you say to your wife. If you keep complaining about your pastor, they hear it and they will say, "When I turn 18 years old, I will not go to church anymore," because you keep complaining about the church. You need to watch your mouth because they watch your lifestyle, your action, and what you say every day. In order to raise kids, make sure that you live, you speak, you make decision, your attitude is right. You have the integrity. You walk in love and righteousness. When you do that, your children watch you. They grow up, and one day they will say, "I will follow." Great example of my daddy and my mommy, and God gonna protect them. You pray for them, you give great example to them, you nourish them in the house. I always say when my kids were young, we go to church, and I always say, "Hey, kids, when you grow up, you make sure you give tie to God. You don't cheat God, okay? We speak like that to our children. Sometimes our children may get hurt by the friend." And they come home and they're not happy with their friend. Pastor Dan, I would not preach to them. We just say, just forgive, love them, do good to your enemies. We speak the word of God into their ears. We talk about the principle of God into their ears. Not preaching, just encouraging. We live a life of example, and we speak the word of God in our home all the time, so that they will grow up with the word of God, with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When our kids see that we are obedient, the goodness of the Lord is on our life. 
the, our kids see that wow, my dad, my mom, they're so good Christian, they're so faithful to the church, they serve God, they never miss care group, they're always faithful. They see, they watch us years after years, and they see that oh, God bless us, promotion, blessing. Wow, the business doing well. Wow, my dad pay off the debt. They see the goodness of God. They when they grow up to be teenager, they will think. I like to follow your God too, because the goodness of the Lord leads people to repentance. Our children need to see the goodness of God in our life, and how can we experience the goodness of God in our life? We need to be people who fear the Lord and obey the Lord. Don't be goofy. Don't be rebellious Christians. Do whatever you want. You don't see the goodness of God. Your children will see a mess in your life. They will say, "I don't want to be a Christian." You call yourself Christian, but your life is in a mess. You watch pornography. You yell to your wife. You get mad. You're selfish. You are not faithful. You never serve anything. You come in and walk out, and you don't do anything. I'm sorry. I'm strong today, but I need to speak the truth because I tell you the truth. A few weeks ago, God spoke to me, son. I think you're too mellow for too long now. Your preaching is too weak, and I say, "Oh, I don't want to lose my members." I say that to God. I argue with God because if I'm too strong, they will leave the church. And you know what? God spoke to me. Have you noticed in the past many years, you lost them anyway? They leave the church anyway because they are not strong Christians. Then I wake up and say, "From now on, from this pulpit, I'm not going to be compromising." I'm going to speak the truth. Whoever can stand it, stay and be strong and be blessed and be promoted and be successful. But whoever cannot stand it, I live. Thank God. Bye bye. I cannot compromise for some people who just want just tickling ear message. They live anyway. I learned that for the past ten years. I rather build disciple, strong man and strong woman of God. Amen. We don't use the world system to raise our kids. We use the Bible. The Bible is not an out of fashion book. The Bible is sure, endured, and always works. So we're going to use the Bible as our guideline. It's not out of fashion. It's not out of date. It's not out of style. It still works today. So we're going to use the Word of God to be our guideline. Therefore, Dad and Mom, let your kids see you as walking Bible. You teach them not just by reading the Bible with them, but you teach them by letting them see you walk what you learn from the Bible. They see that you obey the Bible. You show kindness to people. You're generous to people. You're faithful. You're loving. You forgive your enemies. They see you cry because somebody hurt you, but you still forgive. You walk according to the word of God. They see it. They learn from your experiences, from how you walk with God. You need to put the input into their life. In my generation, when I want to play, I pull up a piece of rock and I do this with the rock. I get a piece of paper and cut the piece of paper into a home and build a home from paper. Nowadays, the kids in this generation they have social media. They don't play with rock anymore, like my generation. My generation we play with football. Grab the ball. I was a goalkeeper. I was playing soccer. But nowadays, everyone. On the screen, and either their friends, or the world, or the world system, soak into their life every single day. Yes. The world system is controlled by the devil, and controlled by sin. If you don't put the input into them, they're gonna receive input from the social media and from their peer pressure. The peer pressure will say it's okay. Homosexual is fine. Abortion is fine. It's okay, and they hurt their friend. And this is why I want to build a strong youth group, young adult group, 
children program because they either have friends in the school who are worldly and put the thing into their life, or they have a close friend in the church who are godly, so that they can receive input from the church. I'm sold out to build a good church. I tell you, not just so that we can have a beautiful building, people sit here, but I think about the next generation. If we build a good church, the next generation will be able to rise up and strong. But if the church is weak, the kids gonna be influenced by the world. I need to build you up, adult, parents, single, young adult, to be strong. Because one day the young adult is going to have kids. And if you're not strong, your kids are going to be influenced by the world system, by the social media. You cannot influence them because you are weak. Now you see my burden. Oh, inside me. Oh, we need to build good church. Teach the word. Move in the Holy Spirit. Holiness, righteousness, the fear of God in the church. Because otherwise, Satan gonna take our kids into the world system, and they will be in trouble. Input from the world is so strong nowadays because social media. Lately, I have to produce seven clips a week. Anytime the person who's taking care of social media call me about put a new clip to put in Instagram and TikTok. Every time this person call me, I say, uh, "What you want, boss?" The boss called me. I need a clip now. Okay, la. Okay, okay, okay. I will produce seven more clips this week. Each clip 60 seconds. Why we put the short sermon in the social media? Because we want to make sure we put some of the word of God into the eyes and the ears of this generation. Amen. I have three more minutes. Psalm 127, verse one. Unless the Lord builds the house. They labor in vain who built it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Verses 2 to 5. It's, in, it's vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrow, for so he gives his beloved sleep. He means God. Behold, listen carefully, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Your kids are like arrow. You need to make sure the arrow is straight and sharp at the end. The arrow of the hand of a warrior. You are the warrior. So are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. You have many kids. Happy. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. We learn from this scripture. Number one, God give us the heritage, the blessing. Our children are the heritage from God. They are so important in the eyes of God. Therefore, we need to take serious about raising our kids in a godly way. To become mature, born again, strong Christians. You can save the people in the whole world. But if your kids go to hell, you miss it. Very important to raise your kids to know God. Amen? Number one, God take raising kids seriously because your kids are the heritage from His hand. Number two, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who builds it. Number two, we learn that we need to get God involved with our family. How you get God involved? Number one, you pray. Two, you believe. Three, you get the word of God in you. Four, you go to church, commit your life to the church, get trained, get disciple in the church. God get involved with you. You let people talk to your life, correct you, repent of your sin, have relationship with God, believe in God's promises, obey God, serve God, seek the kingdom of God first. You show that lifestyle that you get God involved with you in your home. God is not just Sunday. That God is involved with you every single day of your decision making, how you work, how you run your business, how you treat your wife, how you talk to your kids. He is involved with you all the time. If you do that, your children will do well. You pray to God and ask God to help you in your parenting. You let him get involved. He holds you responsible to raise your kids. Amen. Amen. Matthew 18, 1 to 9. Let me show you. 
how Jesus looked at the kids, look at your children. At that time, the disciple came up and asked Jesus, "Who then is really the greatest in the kingdom of heaven?" And he called little child to himself and put him in the midst of them. See the picture: Jesus sit there, little child come in the middle of the disciple, and said, "Truly, I say to you, unless you repent." Wow! I was so shocked when I heard some preachers say in the Instagram, "No more repenting." Nowadays, you don't need to repent anymore. God is gracious to you. Hey, that preacher, do you read the Bible? You don't read the Bible unless you repent, change, turn about, and become like little children, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving. You can never enter the kingdom of heaven at all. You need to repent. Don't play around. Whoever will humble himself, therefore, and become like this little child, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving, is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So the question that come to Jesus: Who is the greatest in the kingdom? He said, the person who humble, repent, teachable, willing to change, forgiving, walking in love. That is the greatest. That's what Jesus tried to say. Therefore, I don't believe in theology that say no repentance nowadays. The more I read the Bible, the more I see, wow! God expect me to repent. God expect me to do something, not just questela sela. Verse six. Now come to the children, to your kids. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in and acknowledge and cleave to me to stumble and sin, that is who entices him and hinders him in right conduct or thought. It would be better, more expedient, and profitable and advantageous for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be sunk in the depth of the sea. Woe to the world for such temptation to sin and influences to do wrong. The world will give us temptation to do wrong. It is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the person, woe to the parents. Who sin against God, who cause the children to stumble? The kids see the parents watching pornography in front of their eyes. The kids see the parents cheat God money. The children see parents gossiping in the house. Hmm, so quiet. And when they see that, they stumble and they don't want to be Christian anymore. They say that Christian is a hypocrite, and I don't want to follow this faith anymore. Serious on whose account or by whom the temptation comes. So you bring temptation to your kids by living a sinful life, and if your hand and your foot causes you to stumble and sin, cut it off and throw it away from you. It is better, more profitable, and Wholesome for you to enter life in, into heaven, maim and lame, than to have two hands or two feet or to be thrown into everlasting fire. Oh, Jesus is strong. You think Pastor Lau is strong? He's stronger than me. He didn't play around. My dear brother and sister, conclusion: If you want to be blessed, if you want your wife to be blessed. If you want, want your children to be blessed, down to the thousand generation, you want to live a long life. You want to see your grandchildren and great grandchildren walk in the fear of God. Obey God. Don't play around. Don't live a sinful life that your children will be stumbled by you. You obey everything God says. You do the right thing in the eyes of God. You have a man and a woman of integrity, a blameless man and woman of God. Make decision when you work in the office. You make decision to work hard to do the best because you know your boss gonna promote you. Why don't you do the same thing to God? Every single day, make a decision. I'm gonna be. A man of integrity, blameless, a man who fear God. My wife, my children will do well. I make that decision, and I will do it until the last days of my life.
Father, thank you, Lord, for teaching us the way to live. Lord, we know it's not easy to do what you say in the scriptures. That's why we need to make a firm decision. That's why, Lord, we need your Holy Spirit. Your Holy Spirit empower us, give us grace to do the right thing. Lord, that's why we need a good church, so that we can have good example, and we can have accountability. All the men in the church will be accountable to one another to do the right thing. All the wife and the ladies in the church will be accountable to one another to be godly woman. Lord, we need good church. We need your word. We need your Holy Spirit. And Lord, definitely, we need to make the right choice. We realize, Father, our choices will determine our future. Will dictate what happened to our spouse and our children and grandchildren in the next generation to come. Lord, Lord, I promise you, as a disciple of Jesus in this church, and I believe my brother and sister will. Promise you too, Lord, that we will not do anything to stumble our children in this church. We will be good example to them in the way we walk. Our children will love you. They will experience the goodness of God. They will repent of their sin. They will be born again Christians and disciple of Jesus Christ. They will be even better than our generation. They will be more effective than the parents, Lord. If Jesus has not returned yet, Lord. Father, help the parents in this church and the future parents in this church to do the right thing, to walk in the fear of God, and that children will see the goodness of God in their life. Father, we thank you, Lord, for warning us, teaching us, correcting us, Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand up and. Sing a song. Before we sing the song, if you're not sure you're born again, you're not sure that your name is recorded in the book of life. I'd like to invite you to become a child of the living God. How many people want your name to be recorded in the book of life? Raise your hand up. How many people want to go to heaven after you leave this world? Raise your hand up. Pray with me, Father in heaven. Forgive me of my sin. I repent of my sin, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Jesus is my Savior and my King. He paid the price of sin for me. He died on the cross so that I can have life. He was resurrected so that I can have eternal life. Lord Jesus, I will follow you, honor you, serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord. I believe my name is recorded in the book of life. In your name, Jesus, I declare. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let us confess together. I am a child of God. I will obey God. The Lord will bless me. I shall be the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. I'm blessed when I come in. I'm blessed when I go out. The blessing of Abraham is on me, and will go down to the thousand generations. I believe and declare the favor of God surround me like a shield. His protection is on my life. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your promises, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. Stay